For years now, we've known about the cancer cluster in Fifth Ward, but why is it taking so long for the city to help move residents out of the area? And why is new construction still happening in such a toxic part of the city? ABC 13 reporter Shannon Ryan joins me to unpack the many layers of this complicated story. It's Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I'm Raheel Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. It's always a blast bringing on reporters from the city, but when the reporter listens to CityCast Houston, it's even better. Shannon, welcome in. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like your number one fan. So this is oh. <laughs> such a fangirl <laughs> moment so for me. I feel like such a nerd. Oh my gosh, that just made my day right there. Um, before we start talking about what's happening in Fifth Ward, I want to ask you, because last week it was cold and we're starting to warm up a little bit, but you were out there doing reports out in the cold. Just how cold is it when you're doing winter weather stories like we had last week? I think I should preface this by saying I'm from upstate New York, so I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. (laughs) Um, Where I grew up, we didn't have a lot of snow days. We had frostbite days. So like you couldn't legally stand at a bus stop because like your nose would freeze off in X amount of time. So it's cold, but it's not that bad. It's still like 20 degrees. Oh, okay. So for you, it was actually a hot summer day. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, nobody's losing their nose in this. It's all right. No, no, we're not. I I was losing my mind. Okay. It was cold. (laughs) It is cold. cold. It is cold. It's not comfortable. (laughs) It's not comfortable. All right. Let's talk about the cancer cluster in Fifth Ward because this story has so many layers from bombshell reports to now delays in moving residents out. But can you give us an overview on what exactly is happening in Fifth Ward and how we found out that residents were living in such a toxic area? Yeah, so this dates back a really long time. So I'll start from the beginning. So there was this old wood treatment facility that sits in the middle of the community. It was active for about 80 years and it ceased operations in the 1980s. It was owned by Southern Pacific Railroad which in the late 1990s merged with Union Pacific Railroad. So they used creosote to treat rail ties. That's what keeps them from rotting. Uh, Creosote is a preservative and a pesticide. If you've ever seen old telephone poles coated in what looks like tar, that is creosote. It looks that way because it's actually made from tar. The EPA classifies it as a probable human carcinogen. The reason they say probable is because they have in their own words, limited evidence. Um, it's obviously very difficult to ethically conduct studies on how a substance impacts humans when everything indicates it's killing them. So the studies they have done have been with mice and those show, yes, this causes cancer. And then they have cancer clusters like this one in the fifth ward as evidence. Apparently, they've also seen that this harms animals in contaminated areas, things like fish and earthworms. As for how we found out people are and have been dying at alarming rates in this neighborhood, You can go talk to anyone who's lived there for a long time and they'll tell you, my mother, my father, my sister, my son all died of cancer. It's really awful. This all came to light well before my time in Houston. I would say around the early 2010s, residents were really vocal. There was some reporting on it that led to meetings and some studies were done um, according to the city's website. That first study was conducted by the Texas Department of State and Health Services in 2019. 
Wow. So since then, there's been a lot of movement as well. And it has been established. This is a cancer cluster area. So I'm going to start with this. Where does the EPA fit into all of this? Because they definitely have to be doing something in terms of investigating, right? Yeah. So last winter, the EPA entered into a legally binding agreement with the Union Pacific Railroad requiring that the railroad investigate contamination at and around the site and assess its public health impacts. This isn't anything unusual. Um, They do this at contaminated sites all over the U.S. So basically, UPRR is funding this investigation, and the EPA is supervising the entire thing. Now, the actual investigating the boots on the ground aspect of this, that just started. It should take several more months. At the end, the EPA will make a determination as to whether UPRR needs to clean the site up It's also worth noting that over the summer, the city also notified UPRR of their intent to sue. So that's an option they're keeping in their back pocket. And then last fall is when Mayor Turner said, hey, we can't wait for all this to be done. People are dying. We've got to get them out of here. And that's when the city set aside five million taxpayer dollars to do just that. Okay, so now, yeah, let's get to this $5 million relocation package for those who want to voluntarily move out of that cancer cluster area in the Fifth Ward. I keep seeing different reports on this. What is happening with that? What's the latest? It makes sense that you would see different reports on this because the whole process has been kind of messy. So the city established three priority zones. If you look at the map they've drawn out, there are three different rings. Um, So their focus is on priority zone one. Within that, there are parcels of land that sit directly on top of the plume. They've identified 110 parcels of land that are actually on top of it. They say 41 to 42. They're not sure which number it is. Of those are houses that are occupied. They actually have people in them. And then of those 41 to 42 homes, only nine households have actually indicated interest in moving Um, it's important to note that a lot of these folks are month-to-month renters. A lot of them don't speak English. More often than not, people we've spoken with tell us they're unaware they're living on a creosote plume. They just saw an ad on Facebook, moved in. Nobody told them that this was a thing. The people who are aware feel like the process with the city has been so messy um, and has lacked transparency that most of them are skeptical to sign on to give up their home when there's no real plan in place for what's next. Wow. So, some of them don't even know they're living in this dangerous area. Like people are still moving into this area, right? Yeah, the city was, as of last month, still issuing permits for developers to build rentals in that area. Um, Technically, they still are. They put an administrative review on that or an administrative pause. I forget the exact name of it. But basically what it does is it just delays the period in which a developer can actually get a permit The idea is in that time, the city can sit down with them and say, hey, it's really bad to develop in a cancer cluster. But ultimately, they still have no legal ground to deny somebody a permit because it's in a cancer cluster. That is so confusing. Like, we know this is happening, but I guess until that EPA report officially comes out, they can still issue permits. And I don't know if you have the answer to that, but that's just, you know, from the outside looking in, that's what it sounds like. Hey, until this is official... We have to continue and operate like everything's good. Exactly. So the way that it's been explained to me is that Texas is a really strong property rights state. So until you've actually condemned the land, 
Um, and I don't know if this is just a baloney explanation. Um, you, you can't deny somebody the right to essentially do whatever they want with it if they own it. Okay. So the other name that comes up in all of this with the relocation package is the Houston Land Bank. And they are now waiting for some funds from that $5 million relocation package. But in your latest report, city council is delaying that vote to give HLB money. What is Houston Land Bank and why is there a delay in this now? Yes. So on Wednesday, the 10th, council was poised to vote on a $2 million agreement with HLB. If they had voted in favor of that agenda item, it would have given $2 million, like you said, so 40% of the funds marked for relocation to the land bank. So it is a municipal entity which acquires VAD properties. So that is vacant, abandoned, or deteriorating properties for community development. According to the agenda item, the land bank would serve as the master builder for residents who choose to relocate. It also stated that they may purchase a home on the land bank's lots. So the idea being, if you're on a land bank lot, you don't have to worry about your taxes going up because you won't own the land. Residents, many of whom own the land they live on right now, of course, have a ton of questions about how that would work. Um, so council member Leticia Plummer, she's an at-large council member. She's done a ton of work in the area. She called to delay this vote. She said residents had been promised a meeting with the land bank before the contract came to a vote. She and other council members critical of the proposal stressed how important details like how much money relocated residents would receive for a new home had not been worked out. Council member Tarsha Jackson, she represents this Fifth Ward neighborhood. She basically said, yes, we are building the plan and flying it at the same time. She told her colleagues there's fear because there's development happening in the area and that's when it became apparent that despite our months of reporting on this, many members of council and the city attorney who we had contacted about this when we first broke that story were still unaware of development in that area. Oh, my gosh. What a mess. Oh, this is confusing. So has any kind of construction started on the relocation buildings for the residents who have expressed interest to move out of the cancer cluster? No. No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, there is construction in the neighborhood, though. If you drive through the neighborhood right now, you can still see new homes and new rentals being built. Wow. I, I'm speechless right now because this makes no sense. I feel like there would be a lot more urgency with this when you have so much information regarding what's happening in this cancer cluster. Yet, we still keep seeing delays. And in fact, during a recent city council meeting, Mayor Whitmire said that there is not enough money for this project, saying that it could take $40 million and they should be partnering with federal or state partners as well, government agencies, to help with this. Was that surprising for everyone involved? Because that came out of nowhere, it looks like. No, no, that's not surprising at all. I was having a conversation with a staffer who joked the math is just not mathing. Uh, they didn't quite understand where the original number came from. I think as we saw from that last council meeting, a uh, few people, if anybody really has a firm grasp on what is going on right now, they were ready to throw money at something with inaccurate information and admittedly no real plan. They delayed the vote in part to make sure everyone is on the same page and has all the information needed. Okay, thank you for adding more information to that because that is starting to like answer some questions. But now I want to know about the residents because as I mentioned from the outside looking in, this seems like a very urgent thing, right? 
how have the residents been responding to these delays and constant updates regarding this story? I think at this point, this delay has been going on for so long. Residents just want to make sure that this is done right. The folks that I spoke to were really glad that it was delayed. Uh, They were pissed that the city was going to throw $2 million that had been set aside for them at the land bank while admitting they had no real plan for how the land bank was going to use it. They were mad that they had not been able to meet with the land bank as promised, and they were suspicious of how little transparency has surrounded the whole process. Uh, One resident, Sandra Edwards, who I spoke with, she told me, how can we trust you if you can't trust us enough to involve us? She joked that this is like Mm. baking a cake for someone without asking what kind of cake they like. And then she equated it to baking a chocolate cake, not knowing that someone is allergic to chocolate. I know government is always going to have issues. There's always going to be delays. There's going to be this and that and that meeting and they find this and they've got to do it correctly, all of that. But could the city have done a better job of getting the residents moved out sooner since we learned about the cancer cluster? I mean, ultimately, this has been in the public sphere since I was in high school. Um, we broke the story of development in the cancer cluster back in November. Again, we reached out to the city attorney's office for an interview then. They denied our request. Now in January, we see him telling counsel, hey, there's no development happening in this neighborhood. It was like watching a car crash in slow motion as they were prepared to take a vote on information we've reported on is inaccurate. So I think the question is just, why do we still not have answers to these questions years later? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Why don't we have the answers to all of these questions? A uh, couple more things, okay? This is the part where I can't find any answers, and I think you kind of hit on this because we're waiting on the EPA report, but why isn't Union Pacific Railroad involved in helping residents relocate and pitching in money since they're the ones who caused this cancer cluster? The way that it's been explained to me is until somebody forces their hand, be it a lawsuit, because again, you know, the city has already informed them of their intent to sue um, or the EPA. So the the federal government stepping in, they're not going to throw any money at this. Um, This is something that, you know, they have contamination sites all over the country. So this would be incredibly expensive for them. And until somebody forces them to pay up, they're just not going to. So what do next steps look like in terms of the city side, the EPA side? You mentioned that we're still waiting on this report. You just talked about what's going to happen when it comes to Union Pacific Railroad. But are there any other next steps that residents can look forward to to maybe get some kind of solutions here? Yeah. So on February 7th, um, that's when this Houston Land Bank agenda item comes back up for a vote. Right now, as I understand it, um, basically everybody who came into council who is new is trying to be brought up to speed. Everybody's trying to get answers on, hey, why don't we have answers? What's been taking so long? Um, And really just get the information they need to take that vote. All right. So we'll look out for updates on this story. And definitely, if there's something big, we'd love to have you back on because this just seems like a story that should have been solved a while back. And the fact that, you know, it's now getting into the you know government hands and this has to happen, that has to happen. I just feel for the residents. And, you know, we just hope that everyone's safe. 
Shannon, thank you so much for bringing light to this story and for joining us here on CityCast. Thank you. If you want to learn more about the story, I've linked Shannon's stories in our show notes. Hey, do you have thoughts on this story? Share them with us via the contact info in the show notes or message us on Instagram at CityCastHouston. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new. As for, I'm sorry, could you, could you repeat that?